Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, November 30th, last day of the month. Uh, and here we go, another huge NHL slate on this Thursday. 14 games on tap. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to uh, break it down. We're going to skip the recap today. It was just a light slate yesterday. We saw the Rangers come back, beat Detroit uh, in that game last night. Montreal with a 4-2 win against Columbus. And then in the late game, um, poor L.A. Kings. You're going to look at that and say, uh-oh, L.A., flat spot. Fell prey to Washington, weren't ready to go. No, couldn't be further from the truth. They played well. They had chances. They dominated the game. They got Lindgren last night in that game uh, against the Washington Capitals. Uh, pretty cool, though, that a rare team total under uh, ends up cashing on the team that actually won the game. So that's a pretty uh, pretty inter- That's a pretty awesome feeling, actually. You had yeah. under two and a half with the team that actually won the game. Uh, in that 2-1 uh, Washington victory uh, last night. So just a short slate. 14 games on tap tonight. We'll get right into it and we'll begin with, well, we were talking about it yesterday, the rivalry that uh, apparently everybody's forgotten about uh, and uh, a rivalry that's just not what it once was clearly uh, based on some recent actions that have taken place. But nevertheless, for those of you that are old uh, geezers like Alex and me, we remember (laughs) the days of Chicago and Detroit meaning something, being a huge rivalry, hatred on both sides can take some solace in that for us it's still fun to see chicago and detroit uh, do battle they will be doing so here tonight uh detroit minus 200 home favorites six and a half the total uh, in this game the red wings coming off a very disheartening loss uh to the uh, rangers last night um very very tough loss they had a two to one lead rangers tie it early in the third and then a late goal from jimmy vc Proves to be the difference last night for a 3-2 Ranger comeback victory. And now the spot's a little tricky for Detroit, too, back-to-back after being in New York last night. That's not an easy situation. Chicago, meanwhile, very impressed with the way they looked against Seattle. Uh, Right on the heels of Corey Perry being uh, basically uh, kicked off the team, terminated his contract, placed on waivers. It's almost like there was a little bit of a collect our breath, take a deep breath, exhale. And I think it led to a little bit of a better all-around team effort from the Chicago Blackhawks the other night in their victory against uh, Seattle. You look at this head-to-head matchup here, Chicago and Detroit. It's actually been a matchup where Chicago's done all right against the Blackhawks, winning six uh, of the last 10 head-to-head meetings, two of the last three, including a lot of success in Detroit. If you actually look, Chicago's 4-1 and in their last five visits to the Motor City. Uh, to take on this Red Wings team. I actually like Chicago here a little bit. Live price, uh, plus there's actually three bets here for me. A split with the dog and draw here in this one with Chicago and Detroit, plus 170. You can find the draw at FanDuel at plus 380. Really nice price there. I expect a very close competitive game. I think Chicago's got a puncher's chance. Let's not forget Chicago went to Tampa and beat the Lightning uh, on the road recently. So no question about that, that uh, price just seems a little bit high. On Detroit here, given the success that the uh, Blackhawks have had against them. Now, we do have some injuries on both sides. Taylor Hall, we know, is out for the year, but Athena CU and Gutman's also a day-to-day. 
uh, situation for Chicago. But Detroit has got some key injuries. Uh, we know Dylan Larkin's day-to-day may not suit up after missing the game last night. And Gostaspare, who is actually one of you know the key defensemen here for Detroit, he's had a really good season for them, especially in point production. Uh, he is maybe questionable tonight to miss this game. So those would be a couple of big losses on the Red Wings side of the fence. So Chicago plus 170 split with a shot, a smaller shot on the draw for me at plus 380. I'm also going to look, and I found over six minus 116 at Pinnacle instead of six and a half. I'm going to look at that. We have seen goals with Blackhawks versus Red Wings, four straight overs between these two teams heading into this matchup tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Chicago, Detroit. Yeah, I like goals early. I'm on that first period over one and a half, minus 130, and also sprinkle a little bit on both teams to score at plus 165. But I'm also riding with the Hawks, too, at plus 170. Peter Morazic has played well against Detroit in his career. 7-2-1. and Again, one. former team angle. Let's not forget that. Yeah. 7-2-1 and one. now. The numbers after that aren't so great. 3.07 goals against average, 8.83 save percentage. So, like I said, it's been high-scoring affairs. He's, he's given up some goals. So that's why I like that first period over both teams to score in the first period as well. Maybe even look to try and grab a, a better adjusted price of a full game over as well. But I think, like I said, it could be a back-and-forth kind of a battle, and the Hawks have, have done well against the Red Wings, especially in Detroit. Uh, no reason to see, like I said, with the injuries going on with the Red Wings. And let's not, you know, also the fact of that Patrick Kane is being signed. He's not ready yet. There's players that know that they're going to be moved. There's some guys that, you know, wondering, are they going to be scratched? Are they going to get sent down? You know, so there's a bit of uncertainty in that lineup on, on top of the fact that this injury is there as well. So may not see a full complete game from Detroit. And I wouldn't feel comfortable laying a big price for Detroit right now anyway. So uh, taking a shot with the Hawks. And I'm also going first period over, first period both teams to score. Yeah, I mean, he didn't score the other night, but yeah, Connor Bedard, you'd think now that this uh, these ridiculous rumors, he doesn't have to think about them or worry about them anymore. They're, uh, now that it's been revealed, it's not that. Uh, you would think settles down a little bit um, and uh, you know could be worth a look as far as props go tonight. You know, For me, I'm going to give you the same two guys I mentioned for Detroit, and one of them scored last night, Robbie Fabry. Right now, this guy is, one, I tell you, when he's healthy, he's good. He's a really good offensive player. He's got lots of skill talent, finishing ability. All this guy has to do is stay healthy. And he just hasn't done a good enough job of doing that. He's just had snake bit with injuries. Robbie Fabry's a very good finisher when he's able to stay on the ice. And he's showing that right now for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So he's a good value uh, player prop look. Uh, Beargren as well uh, for Detroit with Cop in the middle. Comfer moving up to the top line has some value. And didn't score last night, snap the uh, mini little goal streak snap, but I wouldn't sleep on Perron either, who we talked about yesterday on the show. Uh, definitely, I think, some good player prop options in that game. All right, San Jose, Boston. We've got the Bruins minus 550 home favorites, six the total. This is a stay off game for me. I mean, I, I definitely think it's a Boston situation in theory to bounce back after, you know, a rare, and I mean rare, three game losing streak for this team. I mean, the Detroit game, the Ranger game, the Columbus game. You know, five to two earlier this week against the Blue Jackets. There's no question about that. Boston, it's the ultimate. This has got to be the night they snap out of their uh, funk here against San Jose uh, tonight. But I'm not at this price the least bit interested in Boston in any form. Even the puck line, I'm not all that giddy about. You know, minus a half at minus 110 for a first period puck line. No, thank you. You know, I'm just not, especially with Boston. These are issues that Boston has right now. And they've got to fix them. You know, their defensive game hasn't been as tight. They've been in the penalty box a lot. Penalty kill even hasn't been nearly as sharp. Uh, it's just too big of a price. Too big. 
even if this is a bounce back spot for Boston. If you know, I'll tell you what, if I were bet, to bet something in this game, um, I would try to look maybe at a Sharks team total under, much like I did with Washington. The problem is under two for San Jose's team total is minus 160 at bet at bet MGM. I mean, so you pretty much have to lay either minus 250 with under two and a half, under uh, minus 160 with under two, or you're going to have to take a shot at a plus price with San Jose under one and a half for their team total. And that's not giving you a lot of wiggle room. You know, for as good as Boston defensively can be if they get back to their game, they can hold San Jose to one goal or less. But I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that. Maybe a full game under six minus 120 tonight. Because the one thing I don't see the Sharks doing is lighting up the scoreboard here tonight in Boston. A team that's probably going to really try to hone in on the defensive side of things. San Jose has scored one, two goals or less in uh, three of their last four games. If you look at series history as well, uh, we've had four straight head-to-head matchups where the game to- or the final score has not exceeded six goals. We had a 3-1, a 4-2, a 4-0, and a 3-1, uh, all Boston victories. So, you know, you could probably look at an under here uh, in this game if you're going to get involved, but nothing much for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sharks, Bruins. Yeah, this is a complete pass. I mean, there's a reason this number is this high for a reason because you look at the series history, Boston has absolutely – uh, been you know, lights out against San Jose, and this is a Sharks team that we know they can lay an egg at any given point. And like I said, if Boston comes out hot and ready, uh, this game could get ugly in a hurry. So there's nothing of value here for me since pass. Yeah, the only thing I would look at is my guy Zaka, uh, Pavel Zaka. How many times or Coil? Both of those guys, the two centers for Boston, have played uh, pretty well uh, for them lately, especially at the offensive end of the ice. So they definitely could be worth a look here in this game. Uh, to produce on offense here. I think this has to be a poster not game. He's been actually oddly uh, quiet here for um, see, uh, for Boston in recent games. So uh, you might be able to see him maybe get back going again uh, tonight. It feels like against a team like San Jose, one of the weak link, weaklings in the NHL, you know, it certainly sets up as a spot for Pasternak maybe to uh, get his uh, offensive game going tonight. Uh, all right, Seattle and Toronto. We've got the Leafs minus 185 home favorites, six and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, here in this game. Um, I like the Leafs team total for sure uh, in this game. And obviously I prefer that than minus 185 on them. Look, Seattle, uh, Philip Brubauer's back to, I'm concerned about him again. Like he just, you know, to give up, you know, four goals, whatever it was the other night against uh, Chicago on just 20 shots. He is back in net tonight. Don't love the way his overall game is, uh, you know, progressing at the moment and Seattle hasn't been as good on the road this year either let's point that out four and eight uh, on the road this year for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, Toronto a hard-fought shootout win against Florida uh, two to one the other night draw might be a worth a look here quite honestly three of the last four meetings with the Kraken and the Leaf or three of the last four games I should say involving the Leafs have gone past regulation the mini game in Sweden went to overtime uh, Chicago game uh, on the uh, last Friday Black Friday was an overtime game. One goal game with Pittsburgh 3-2. Shootout game with uh, Florida. So the pa- the draw could be live here uh, in this game potentially. But I do like the Leafs here uh, a little bit over three and a half uh, in this one. Probably the six and a half too I would lean over. But I defer more toward the Leafs doing the bulk of the scoring tonight. Seattle just, you know, very disappointing. But they're just not getting their game going right now. Not good enough consistently enough defensively either. You know, aside from shutting down a, Weak San Jose team. 
look what they've done on the defensive end lately, Seattle. You know, three goals allowed to Vancouver, four to Calgary, five in the rematch to Vancouver, four to Chicago the other night. That's why I think Toronto has it in them to get to four goals in this game tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Seattle, Toronto? Yeah, this is what I'm going to be looking for a live first period over. I think, like I said, with Seattle kind of struggling a little bit, we'll have time to maybe grab this even at plus money uh, with a one and a half. So that's the only thing I'm looking at with this uh, spot. You could, like I said, take a shot with a draw because the Leafs have been kind of trending in that direction. But uh, I, I'm kind of staying away from that. I'm just looking at the first period over in this one. Yeah, I mean that's a it's it's absolutely amazing how quiet the the stars have been. Even Nylander's in a little bit of a funk for his. He still had a great season, but obviously his point streak has been snapped. Um, you know, Matthews and Marner have been quiet. Marner's also gotten banged up. He had the uh, face shield on the other night, so uh, they need more from all. Well, I'm not going to put Nylander in that category, but they need more from Matthews and Marner. Uh, in particular, there's no question. You can't always have it, you know, come down to Noah Gregor and uh, Callie Arncroak and uh, Matthew Nyes every night. Some of your, uh, you know, depth scores. I mean, you've got to get you got to get Matthews and Marner going, especially Marner. Marner's just had a absolutely a underwhelming season by his standards. There's no uh, question about that. All right. Uh, next up here, we've got uh, New Jersey and Philadelphia Devils minus 140. Uh, road favorites here in the city of brotherly love a uh, total six and a half in this one uh you look at the devils two and oh with hughes and he's back uh and we knew that uh, the two of them together look at the difference it makes they're a much better team they win more games you take even just one of them uh, off the ice and it makes a world of difference so i i played a little new jersey here minus 135 is the price i got in this one um it's just a team i want to back now with both of these guys back uh, in the lineup, uh, Philadelphia's kind of gone back downhill again. Uh, they've lost three of their last four games. The only win during that span was the one nothing shootout victory against the uh, New York Islanders. So hasn't been great for the uh, Flyers here of late. And usually when they punch up in weight class, you know, that's when you're going to see them struggle. You know, it's not surprising that two of their last each of their last two losses, Rangers, Carolina teams, we project to be better uh, than the Philadelphia Flyers. So. I'll look here at a Devils minus uh, 135 uh, in this game. We don't have goalie confirmations yet for uh, New Jersey, but certainly hoping to see Schmidt. I think they got to give Vanacek a rest. He wasn't he wasn't great against the Islanders. He got pulled the other night, um, so we'll see if he's able to uh, return to the lineup. We don't have confirmation either about Dougie Hamilton's status. This is a guy that left the game the other night against the Islanders, upper body injury. He's questionable, likely a game-time decision here for the uh, – New Jersey Devils tonight. So a uh, small bet, though, on this one, just because I think because of that uh, New Jersey injury concerns that they've got. But I still think they can do enough to get the ro- win here on the road against, again, a Flyers team that's starting to starting to revert into the team we thought they might be earlier in yeah. the season. What do you think here, Alex? Jersey, Philly. Yeah, I'm taking small shots here with the first period over. Uh, one and a half minus a dollar forty. That's right at my cutoff point. Honestly, you could probably wait and grab a better price in game. So, like I said, it's a small shot there. So, I might be adding some more in game, but I also taking a shot with Devils and regulation at even money. I grabbed that at uh Caesars. Like you said, yeah, Flyers are starting to kind of re- revert back to the form we all expected. New Jersey starting to get a little bit stronger now, they're getting a bit healthier. So, I think this is a pretty cheap price. I'll take a shot with the Devils in regulation and first period over. Play it a little bit smaller now and then add a little bit more in game. All right. And prop-wise, look, we had our bird's eye view, uh, you know, uh, boots on the ground, uh, eyes in uh, eyes in the uh, 
in the venue, if you will, from our guy John Massey the other night, and he kept sung the praises of that newly constructed third line for the New Jersey Devils in that Islander victory, uh, Holtz, McLeod, and Lazar, saying they were generating offensive zone time all night. Um, so if you want bargain bin value on Devils props, you know, don't just look toward Hughes and Eshear. And I think Mercer's actually in a great spot tonight. Mercer has really done a lot of damage against the Flyers. Sit playing with Hughes. He's been very good since he was put with Jack Hughes on the top line. So Dawson Mercer, an old friend of mine, an old player prop friend of mine, uh, might be worth a look tonight in this game for sure. Um, but don't sleep on those three on the third line, Holtz, McLeod, and Lazar. We heard our guy John Massey saying that they were excellent. They were always buzzing. They were always threatening, you know, to, to get things done offensively in the, the Islanders zone the other night. So they have good chemistry, clearly. Uh, so keep that in mind. They might be worth a look. Holtz to get a goal is plus 430. Mikey McLeod scored a goal that night. He's plus 530, uh, actually, to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, and then the uh, third me member of that line, uh, Curtis Lazar, who actually has chipped in some offense, really, with this Devils lineup. He's in that plus 570 range as well. So, you know, all you have to do is hit one of those three players to score tonight, and you're going to be profitable. Because if you put the same amount on all three of those third-line players, and if just one of them scores a goal, it's profit for you tonight. So that's the way I think you got to approach it there with that Holtz, Lazar, uh, and um, Mikey McLeod uh, line that New Jersey has apparently going quite well. All right, Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay uh, next up here. We've got uh, the Lightning back home after a short road trip. Uh, Pittsburgh continuing their road trip. The uh, Lightning minus 135 home favorites in this game, six and a half being the uh, total. Uh, what happened to the Lightning offensively is my big question in the last two games both of those road games against uh, Colorado and Arizona. Now, I can understand Colorado shutting them down uh, for sure, but you know Arizona, I guess you got to give Connor Ingram credit. We have talked a lot, Alex and I, but Connor Ingram's played well. He's been better than Vimelka this year uh, in goal for the Coyotes, and he put up the old brick wall uh, in front of um, yeah, in front of um, the Arizona Coyotes, or sorry, in front of Tampa Bay the other night. So he played very well uh, for Arizona again. Uh, Connor Ingram. Although it does help a goalie when Steven Stamkos misses a wide-open net on a one-timer. I saw that highlight a few times after that game. Holy shit, I'm sure he's still wondering how uh, he ended up missing uh, that uh, open net. But they are back home now, Amelie Arena. Pittsburgh can be very giving sometimes as far as the quality of chances they allow uh, to the opposition. Uh, so there could be a, a chance here for Tampa Bay now back on home ice to get their offense back on track. Let's not forget that Tampa Bay... Uh, in uh, two of their three home games before they went on that trip, uh, they scored six against Edmonton, five in a win against Boston. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and just in general, it's amazing how on the road we've seen, at least on a couple of occasions, them held down offensively, maybe held down as far as chances and shots. But on home ice, this team, their last three home games, uh, 34, 47, and 33 shots on goal for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think it's an opportunity for them to get their offense going. It's what they're talking about. It's what they're focusing on coming into this game tonight is that, hey, we know we've got uh, the ability to put the puck in the net. Hasn't gone in for us the last couple of games. Doesn't mean that's going to continue indefinitely, especially when you look and you see, Alex, that everyone's healthy for the Tampa Bay Lightning, everyone. So I think it's a night for Point Paul, Stamkos, Kucherov, you know, a lot of the big guns to step things up against a Pittsburgh team. But again, is capable of giving up 
uh, goals to the opposition. Uh, and especially when you look at what Pittsburgh's done on the road, they've had some rough nights uh, defensively. Uh, Columbus stands out. Carolina, they had a rough night there defensively. Buffalo ends up beating them on the road uh, with three goals. Nashville gets to three goals against uh, Pittsburgh as well in an overtime victory the other night. So uh, I think Tampa can score some goals here. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, though, uh, I think they've got the ability to maybe find the back of the net. And there is some truth to the fact that Pittsburgh has really played Tampa Bay well. Four of the last five, five of the last six meetings, I should say, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning, including all three. They played three times last year. Pittsburgh won all three. Pittsburgh won both games in the Berg, 6-2, 7-3. And then the one game in Tampa Bay back in March of last season, 5-4 Penguins in overtime. So Pittsburgh really played them well. 3-0 against Tampa head-to-head last year. Uh, 3-0 to the over. And I mean not even close as far as the totals in the games last year. All three of them flew over the total uh, last season. So three bets here. I'm going to take a little small shot on Pittsburgh just based on that series history. I like the draw. It's worth a shot considering the game in Tampa Bay also went to overtime last year. You can get Pittsburgh-Tampa draw at a nice plus 370. Uh, at FanDuel, and definitely liking goals here tonight. Uh, Penguins and Lightning over six and a half here at minus 115. This might be a decent look, too, for, uh, and maybe Alex agrees because he's been looking at a lot of first period, both teams to score. This could be a game where you see that uh, here tonight with Penguins and Lightning. And I do want to point out, too, with those Pittsburgh games, Pittsburgh put up 18 goals in three games last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's worth noting, Vasilevsky, he did play. Uh, I think two of those three games, if I'm not mistaken, but two of those three starts, Vasilevsky was in net. So this, you know, aura that we have, we're sometimes a little afraid of Vasilevsky. Well, first of all, since he's been back, he has been okay. He had the good game against Carolina. I don't think he was great against Colorado. He's still working his way back from a long uh, absence away. Uh, and Pittsburgh, let's be real. I mean, Pittsburgh had a lot of success against Vassy last year. So, uh, I think Penguins can score tonight against him, and certainly I think Tampa will as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Penguins, Lightning. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I am on the both teams to score in the first period, plus 145. And I'm torn uh, really between uh, sides here because, like I said, the series history is strong with Pittsburgh. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, four you know wins in a row, five in the last six, and that's against Vasilevsky. Look, there's goalies who have, you know, struggled against one or two teams in their entire career. I don't care how good of a goaltender you are. You have those teams that, you know, are your Achilles heel, and that might be Pittsburgh for Andre Vasilevsky. So it's uh, something that we definitely have to kind of keep an eye on. I'm, I would take a shot here with the over and, and six and a half. Um, yeah, you'd have to play it now. You know, like, there's no there's no reason to try and wait here. This could be one of those kind of games where we see a crazy goal here early. Uh, so like I said, both teams to score first period and over six and a half. And I'm, I'm going to stay away from the side. Like I said, I'm leaning toward Tampa Bay. I like their form. Uh, like I said, everybody getting healthy, Vasilevsky back in that, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm leaning and looking at Tampa Bay. Maybe I jump in with something live, but as of right now, I'm just looking at, at the overs. All right. So there we go. Maybe look at uh, something live there, but like in most of all the first period of uh, both teams to score. And I agree there could be an early goal. Uh, potentially in this game. This might not be a game where you have that opportunity uh, to wait five, ten minutes for that first goal and get a better line, better number. Maybe you can, but I'm not totally sold on that uh, being the case here uh, tonight with uh, these two teams based on the uh, situation. And a good game for props as well. Um, For me, I would stick more. You know, you're not getting the value, but when it's a team like Tampa 
It's got all these proven performers offensively for all these years that have been silent for two games. This is one of these nights where you maybe want to keep it simple. While I've talked about Nick Paul and Barre Boulay and, and a lot of these players for value, maybe this is a night to really stick to the, the core. Point Stamkos Kucherov to really lead them out of this little offensive funk for the last two games. That That's probably what I would consider here in this game. And then for Pittsburgh, you know, we've talked about how just um, pretty uh, reliable lately Crosby's been. Uh, and he has been just uh, terrific for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, no question about that. Uh, point machine scoring goals for them as well. They just got Brian Rust uh, back uh, from a stint away as well from the team. And he scored in his return. So maybe someone else that might be able to uh, get things going uh, now that he's back from injury. So definitely a couple props that I'd be interested in, even though the value is not your typical Ian Cameron bargain bin value. Uh, in that game. All right, Florida, Montreal. We've got Florida minus 260 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total here, six and a half in this game. I can't say I don't, I'm going to have too much on this game. It's obviously a rest advantage for the Florida Panthers. Uh, they played Monday, Tuesday, back to back on the road against the Leafs and the Senators. Uh, yesterday off, Montreal was in Columbus last night. We're getting a nice four to two victory. Uh, in that game against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and now they return home here and face uh, the uh, Florida Panthers on a back-to-back -back situation. It's definitely spot advantage for the uh, Panthers uh, here in this game. Panthers have won eight of the last nine meetings as well versus uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I, I do lean over just because how can you not when you look at what you've seen with these two teams head-to-head? 8-0-1, 7-0-1, I should say, to the over in the last eight meetings and all eight uh, of those games have gotten at least seven goals at least. And there's some really bonkers scores in some of these recent head to head games, Habs and Panthers five, two, four, three, seven, four, 10 to two. There was a 10 to two Montreal win, believe it or not the only win Montreal had. And it was at the end of 2022. It was one of those deals where Florida had clinched everything Montreal just laid it on them. And I think Florida was resting some players that night as well, that 10 to two game with um, Florida uh, and Montreal that night. Then you saw seven to Florida, six to Florida, nine to five for Florida last March. Uh, and then of course the last meeting last year was five, two. So you're talking about eight straight head to heads, no fewer than seven goals in any of them. So, you know what I can, you know, the only thing I can do with this total at six and a half, over or pass for this better, as my old friend Teddy Covers would say. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, Florida and Montreal. Yeah, I mean, this is a game where you can you know kind of get creative with the total. You can go something like both teams have scored three or more goals plus one eighty five. You can go with some alternate totals. I'm looking at a seven uh, flat plus one fifty five at BetMGM. So that, I might be just kind of maybe chopping uh, a unit up and just kind of sprinkling all over on over six and a half. Uh, first period over two, just kind of just just maybe target overs because that's clearly the history in, in this series. A lot of just craziness and, and and very high scoring affairs. So no reason to uh, stay away. From, you know, stay away from that. Just go for everything over. So um, I'll have that all kind of written down. I'm just kind of just processing it as I'm looking at just some of these. But I'll definitely be having uh, both teams to score first period, both teams to score three or more goals uh, over six and a half, and I'll take a shot with over seven. And it's just, it's just been wide open, weird, weird games, a lot of bad de uh, defense, a lot of power plays too. We've noticed in the head-to-head matchups, 
so it's just uh, really, really strong how much these two teams have seen goals scored between them. Uh, we'll see if that continues here tonight in this game. I mean, Sam Reinhart, uh, definitely, you know, I think worth a look. Matthew Kachuk, by the way, has destroyed Montreal in the past. This guy has really racked up big numbers uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So make sure you keep that in mind. Here's a prop I cashed with last night. And on the Montreal side, I'd look uh, in that direction again. Alex Newhook, okay, he's playing on the top line for the Montreal Canadiens with uh, Suzuki and Gallagher. And, man, he's been very, very good. Really, really impressive. This guy now has five goals uh, in the last six games for the Montreal Canadiens. So some really impressive work being put in by uh, Alex Newhook, who's now got seven on the season, is probably going to smash his previous career high when he was with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So uh, definitely liking um, goals in this game with a couple prop looks. I think even though you're not getting great value with a guy like Matthew Kachuk, I mean, he has just completely done significant damage against Montreal so it does make sense from that standpoint and like I say Alex Newhook has been really solid for uh, Montreal since moving to the top line for them all right Islanders Hurricanes we've got Carolina minus 220 home favorites six the total uh, in this game uh, shaded uh, towards the under um, the Islanders like we've talked about throughout much of the season they're just not your auto under team anymore not even close instead five and two they are to the over in the last seven games uh, Carolina, kind of the opposite. They are five and two uh, to the under in uh, to the under in their last seven games, including two straight. Um, I don't know that this game. What I'm going to do with it? Carolina should win uh, minus 180. Islanders slumping again. They've lost two in a row uh, since that three game win streak. Islanders are not a team I'm really that interested in. Here's what I might get involved with here as I look at it. Maybe the draw could be worth a look here. We know the Islanders have played a lot of close games. We know we were inches away from another. Islander overtime game against New Jersey uh, on Tuesday night during the BetCast. It was a devil's goal in the final 30 seconds to win that game. That close to another overtime game. The game against the Flyers before that for the Islanders went to a shootout. They've gone past regulation in four of their last uh, eight or four of their last seven games, I should say, coming into tonight. Each of the last two head-to-head meetings, Islanders-Canes has gone to overtime. So, there you go. That's what I'll be on in this game. Nothing on the side, nothing on the total other than the draw. Draw, you'll get a good number. You got the Islanders with the propensity to play close games right now. Uh, definitely makes a lot of sense here. Looking at the potential of maybe overtime once again in an Islanders game, something that has become a very common occurrence for them uh, in recent games. Uh, you can find the draw at a great plus 370 in this game uh, over at uh, FanDuel. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Hurricanes. Yeah, that's it. The draw, uh, plus three seventy. This is a this is with the old Ron Popeil, uh infomercial. Set it and forget it. You just bet this game, and, and I probably won't even turn to it to be honest. Uh, like I said, the Islanders. I don't know how they've gone from being like just clamped down defensive stalwarts and like the most boring team to watch to somehow playing sloppy hockey, but still not being exciting to watch. Like, it, it, this is, it's just something really they weird. They are a little more team. exciting, a little bit, but you're a right. A little it's bit, but not, it's not yeah. like I, – I, I if, 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 if you said the Islanders were, you know, an over machine right now, you'd think, oh, okay, maybe this is like an entertaining team. They just aren't. There's just something weird about the Islanders, and, and I've been saying this for like a year and a half now. It's just, just something that I, I don't really kind of wrap my head around with that team, but I'm just going to go with the draw. Like you said, this definitely seems, seems like it could be – Low and slow kind of a game. Uh, you know, that I think about that playoff series, how we both <laughs> tried to get the uh, the exact series uh, down right. And 
Looked like we were having some pace with that. But, yeah, going to draw a plus three seven. All right, there we go. Good stuff there. All right, Sabres and Blues. I don't have much on props in that game, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably won't bet much on in the prop market there. Uh, Sabres and Blues. We've got St. Louis, a minus 120, uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half the total. They're becoming an aggravating bunch for me, this Buffalo Sabres team. They really are. Um, their best game is capable of beating the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden like they did, uh, obviously. Uh, on Monday night. It was a very impressive performance uh, by the uh, Sabres. And their worst game can lose to Washington at home. Their worst game can lose 7-2 to New Jersey, you know, over the weekend. You know, their worst game can lose, uh, you know, go on down the list. There's just so many instances. Uh, get shut out by B- Pittsburgh 4-0. And yet bounce back against Pittsburgh at home and beat them 3-2. You know, it's just all over the map for Buffalo. And and stringing together good performances has been str- has been Impossible for them. Impossible. 0-5 in their last five games after a win for the Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, I missed my opportunity. I should have been on them against the Rangers the other night, and I was kind of had cold feet because the Rangers were playing well going into that game. I missed that opportunity. I ain't betting Buffalo here, you know, because they have got to show the ability to put two dubs on the board together, one after another, and it's something that they are struggling with right now. Uh, no question. So do I want to lay a price with St. Louis, though, right now? No, I don't. So this is definitely a pass from a side perspective. Uh, totals, it's tricky because I think if you look at Buffalo, I like the, what I've seen, believe it or not. And they made the decision, by the way, big news from Buffalo yesterday to send Devin Levi down to Rochester, Alex. We've talked about this. Yep. Maybe give him that opportunity to you know, get a lot of action down there. Uh, not have to worry about playing every other game up here. Let um, Eric Comrie and UPL uh, handle things uh, with the Buffalo Sabres in net for now, uh, and then see where Levi's progress is. You don't have to rush him, you know. And they they took their they let him play in college for years, but that's college. It doesn't mean you have to rush him in, in the pros. And right. maybe right now in the pros, he deserve, he needs some more seasoning and time down with the Rochester Americans. Uh, in the AHL. So they're going to give him that opportunity. And in the meantime, let Uko Pekalukanen and Eric Comrie uh, handle things in between the pipes. And Eric Comrie's capable. And to be quite honest with you, Alex, last two times we've seen UPL, he's been good. You know, he's had a stepped up and he's played better, holding the Rangers to outperform and outduel uh, the New York Rangers in that game and hold them to one goal uh, in a very impressive performance. He's actually won three straight starts, Alex, coming into this game. Held Chicago to two goals, held Pittsburgh to three goals or two goals in a victory at home, beat the Rangers the other night. So he's on a nice little three and oh win streak right now. Uh, Uko Pekalukanen uh, in goal for the Sabres. So that's what they've got going for them. He's played better, but the team has simply got to show they can win two in a row before I'm putting my money on them in a spot like this coming off a win. Simple as that. So it's probably a pass for me. I will note this though about the total. While I think Buffalo has cleaned things up a little defensively. Lukanen's playing well. And St. Louis is capable of playing a high-scoring or a low-scoring game. Sabres and Blues, Alex, is seven straight overs between them. Hard to ignore that. Seven straight overs, 4-3-5-2-5-1-5-3-6-2-6-2-5-3. I mean, it's just been a high-scoring palooza. It's Buffalo versus St. Louis. So you got to lean over simply because of that. What do you think here, Alex? Sabres, Blues. Yeah, first period, both teams to score here. Uh, 
Gotta find that price. But I also, like I said, the over in the first period and full game, but I want to grab those live. I don't think we're going to get goals here super quick. I think we'll have time to be able to grab uh, better prices adjusted. So we're talking laying 130 with a five and a half, uh, hopefully grabbing maybe minus $1.20 or $1.15 uh, with that first period. So that's what we're looking at as far as the both teams to score, which I'm trying to pull that up now, plus 145 uh, for the first period, both teams to score along with the, the live looks for the totals. There we go. All right. First period, both teams to score. And Alex looking at maybe a live um, first period and full game over here uh, in this one with the uh, Sabres and the uh, Blues. As far as uh, player props go in this one, um, Benson and Paterka flanking Cousins, I think, have great value. Paterka has been great. Paterka has been um, a, a really good, consistent producer offensively this year for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And you know where we're going for St. Louis. Still on that top line, Jake Neighbors, Robert Thomas, take your pick. Uh, both of those guys are still great value right now uh, for the St. Louis Blues in order to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, Barry, great call on Wash, but I cashed my bet, Barry. That's the thing. I mean, you can crow all you want about winning with the Capitals. I won in that game, too. I had the under two and a half, and it's still cashed even though they won the game. So we're both happy. So it's nice. that's good. Uh, both of us got the uh, win there in that game. Uh, but, yeah, so in this one, yeah, a couple props, like I said, uh, Paterka, um, for the uh, Sabres, Benson for the Sabres, um, and maybe look at uh, Neighbors and um, Robert Thomas again, who have been really, really solid here for the uh, Buffalo, uh, or for the St. Louis Blues in recent games as well. All right, we move along here, keeping a nice brisk pace for this huge card. Next up, uh, as we continue along, it is the, there we go, Edmonton Oilers, Winnipeg Jets, Edmonton minus 120, uh, road favorites in this game, six and a half the total. This is an over for me. Uh, it's not going to be anything overly complicated. I, Winnipeg or uh, Edmonton's an over team until I see them really tighten things up, and they're still working on that. It's still a work in progress for them uh, at the defensive end of the ice right now uh, for Edmonton, no question. But here's the thing: their offense and Connor McDavid, in particular, has exploded in the points department. Uh, in the last three games, these three games that the Oilers have won three in a row, Washington, Anaheim and Vegas, um, Connor McDavid, man, he is uh, finding his footing again. And that's a, that's an understatement. He had four assists, four points uh, in the Washington game uh, in that five, nothing win. Uh, he had uh, three points or sorry, five points, one goal, four assists against Anaheim. Uh, and then against the Vegas Golden Knights defending champs the other night, one goal, two assists, three points. So he's got double figures in points just in the last three games alone right now for the uh, 11 points in three games. There it is from Mike. Yep. Just uh, it's all of a sudden, everyone was worried. What's wrong with Connor McDavid? Doesn't look himself. Doesn't look Doesn't look like he's happy. Looks like he's depressed. Looks like he's injured. Uh, looks like he shit himself. Uh, whatever you, whatever you can say. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's <laughs> everyone had a million things to say about Connor. He's just not himself right now. Uh, something's going on with him. But uh, at the same point in time, uh, those that talk has certainly subsided uh, here in the last uh, three games, uh, based on the way he's played. And look, Oilers go as number ninety-seven goes. It's not uh, overly complicated to figure that out. Um, so. They're a dangerous team right now. I don't want to step in front of Edmonton, but do I want to lay minus 120 on the road against a Winnipeg team coming off 
not one now, but two losses in a row. They lost the last game of their roadie against Nashville with Brossois net, and then they had a shutout loss to Dallas uh, the other night. Uh, very, very good game in net from Ottinger that night. So you would think Winnipeg's coming to play here tonight after two straight losses. Uh, and I would expect them to also be able to contribute offensively here uh, in this game. Uh, worth noting, last year, uh, these two teams played each other four times. It was actually a split, two overs, two unders. Uh, but the one game in Winnipeg was not just an over. It was a wild over. It was 7-5 to five back in March, uh, Winnipeg beating Edmonton last year. So for me, nothing on the side, just over 6.5 here, minus 120 for me with that. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Oilers, Jets. Yeah, I probably will take a shot with both teams to score first period uh, and maybe look for an over live. But this is one where, yeah, we'd probably be trying to grab. Maybe this is one where you use uh, MGM to try to grab a six at plus money uh, rather than saying waiting for five and a half. So that, that's probably the the approach I have here. This may be a game I, I don't even get to turn to more often. There's a couple other games in the late slate that I like a little more. So. Yeah, and as far as props go um, for this game, it would probably be right now, you know, while you ride the wave with the, really the big guns, especially McDavid, I do want to point out Matthias Yanmark is up on the top line with McDavid tonight. So you know what it means. He can make a broomstick look good sometimes when he's on his game, um, Connor McDavid. So Matthias Yanmark could be worth a look. Again, moving up the lineup on the top unit with number 97. So that's Matthias Yanmark plus 550. I'm seeing at Batano and some other books to find the back of the net tonight. You're talking about someone that's playing with a guy that's got 11 points in the last three games for the Edmonton Oilers. And a lot of those points have been assists. So who's going who's gonna to put the, that puck in the net? Well, Yanmark is one of the two line mates tonight uh, with McDavid. So that is, that's definitely, and that, that, by the way, was one of the players I had on my bargain bin special of the night candidate list uh, tonight, uh, Matthias Yanmark for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So, and I've, I haven't made up my mind. I will once we get to that segment. But, yeah, definitely at that price, uh, you can't argue with that. The Nuge as well. The Nuge is going to be on that top line with uh, McDavid and Yanmark as well. And now his price isn't as good, plus 265, but still, you know, still not a bad value there. And then for Winnipeg, we've talked about, you know, Connor and Shifley. They've been on fire. They've been doing well. Uh, Ehlers scored a beauty of a goal against Nashville the other night. But for me, you know, Perfetti remains uh, one of my favorite value props right now for this uh, uh, Winnipeg Jets team, no question. Uh, Cubans like uh, Evander Kane against his old team. Remember, he was with Winnipeg a long time ago, so uh, definitely I could look in that direction with the old former team angle uh, going into this game. All right, the uh, John Hines era started with a victory uh, in his first game behind the bench against St. Louis the other night. Can it continue tonight as his Minnesota Wild travel to the Music City uh, to take on the Nashville Predators? Uh, we've got uh, Nashville, minus 125 home favorites in this game, total six across the board. Um, I said this after uh, the Minnesota game the other night against St. Louis. Normally, when I uh, see a coaching change, I'm going to bet the team the first game. And in the majority of instances, if that team wins the first game with the new coach, I'll keep riding it moving forward. I ain't doing that here uh, with Minnesota. Um, I didn't like, there's still some things I didn't like. What I liked is they played well defensively. What I liked is that Gustafson had his better a better game in net. What I like is that Matt Boldy got off the schneid, someone that's been feeling the heat for his lack of offensive production. Uh, early in the season all good things but i found way too passive once they got the lead just sitting back 
holding on, protecting the lead. John Hines, you know, sucking out all the air uh, and uh, energy and excitement from that team uh, after the uh, first period, uh, which he does sometimes, uh, which we've seen in the past from this guy when he's been behind an NHL bench. It's not what I wanted to see. They got the job done, but to say it was pretty and it was dominant, uh, not necessarily. Uh, and they're going to, look, be playing a red-hot Nashville team right now uh, that is just playing outstanding hockey right now, and we've talked about it. I don't think the Predators are going to keep this up, but I'm happy for Brunette. They're now above 500. They're 8-4 and four at home. Minnesota's just brutal on the road, 2-8. and eight. Now, those are all Dean Evason games, and things clearly fell apart under Evason. This is the first John Hines game, cleansing of the spirit. I get all that. Maybe a new team now on the road, but I got to see it before I believe it, uh, especially playing a red-hot, six-straight-wins type of team like the Nashville Predators uh, who enter this game on a six-game win streak. So um, I'm very tempted to take Nashville here, actually, in this game. But I'm not. It's it's bet on versus maybe bet on. I mean, I I, I don't want to jump in front of Minnesota, uh, the, the coaching angle, but at the same time, I don't trust them enough. And I don't want, certainly don't want to go against Nashville right now, playing uh, some really good hockey. Their offense is flowing. Philip Forsberg's rolling. The top line's rolling. Saros and Net has been very good during this stretch. So uh, lean Nashville, but probably a pass for me. Alex, what do you think here? Wild Predators. I like Nashville here. Uh, Nashville has you know played well against the Wild. Uh, and like I said, they've got the offense rolling. And I don't trust in... Uh, John Hines, and, and like I said, what we saw, that one-game bump, I believe it's just that, a one-game bump. I think we see them regress back. Uh, like I said, Gustafson has been, you know, up and down. Uh, you know, he's had some good starts and, you know, had some wins early, and then he's had some great starts, but then gave up some soft goals. And then, like you said, you know, he, he's just it, there's never been a consistent pattern of him having just great games and making big saves and only allowing two goals of fear like he had all last season. It's like he has, you know, a great game, but then all the goals that he let up were shitty goals that he should have stopped. And then all of a sudden the game's, you know, in overtime and they lose 4-3 in, in, in the shootout. So, yeah, his inconsistency still has me worried. There's a player prop that I do like for Minnesota here, but I'm taking Nashville. Also going with first period over 1.5 minus 140. Predators game, so we're going both teams to score first period as well. Uh, and might even take a small shot. I'll look in the Nashville first period puck line, kind of leaning with that too. I think Nashville could come out hot and heavy. This, one, so. this is one where if I'm liking the over in this game, I prefer it early as well. I'd be looking at, you know, your both teams to score in your first period over because it did cash with Minnesota, remember, against St. Louis. And But I'd be careful about full game here because we saw low and slow. Later in that game, as Alex would say, second and third period, Minnesota-St. Louis. And we actually saw it with Nashville against Pittsburgh, you know, as well the other night, where it right. kind of slowed down after the uh, first period uh, in that game. So uh, keep that in mind, where if you like goals, I think the first period targeting that um, is probably a, a good option. Is, 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 uh, is Roto-Wire wrong? Because Roto-Wire had Yanmark on the uh, top line for Edmonton. If that's incorrect, I may have to uh, adjust my plans there. Uh, but uh, let me check. That's why it's always good to check multiple sites, confirm uh, what exactly the deal is. Let me just see. Daily Faceoff, we'll uh, check them out. He's the fourth line. Yeah, right? Daily Faceoff, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, he is. So that might be and a that might be a misprint there for uh, Roto. Let me look at left wing yeah. block right quick. Uh, yeah, they got Hyman and Nuge with uh, McDavid at at, at um, Daily Faceoff. Oh, yeah, Brown, Drysaitel, okay. All right, scratch that. 
yeah. Uh, I, I, I probably defer to daily face off being correct there. Uh, so yeah, if that's the case, yeah, we'll scratch that as far as uh, using a yet mark for uh, the, for bargain bin or as prop just in general, knowing that he might be playing on the uh, top line tonight. Uh, I, uh, you know, for props in this game, I'd say anyone on the top line for Nashville. I would say because he finally scored the other night, and you know what that can be like, right? Uh, when you finally score and you've been on the uh, struggling, and maybe the floodgates start to open, maybe boldly. And, or Rossi. Rossi has been steady all year for Minnesota. So look in those two directions. All right, Dallas and Calgary. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Calgary uh, minus, um, uh, sorry, Calgary uh, minus 125 road favorite, six the total in this game. I really like Dallas in this game. I, I really, really do. This is a meaningful revenge spot for the Dallas Stars. They just played last Friday, uh, and it was a horrendous. It was a horrendous collapse by Dallas. I couldn't believe my eyes. Now, they did this shit against Colorado in a home game earlier this year, but to do that against Calgary, I couldn't believe it. It was a really, really stunning development to see Calgary down 4-3 in that game, come all the way back, uh, and then end up winning that game uh, 7-4 uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars the other night. Uh, I don't think Dallas has forgotten that. Uh, I think Dallas knows we just absolutely, you know, uh, Pissed all over ourselves, essentially, in that 7-4 loss to the Calgary Flames. A horrendous third period. Uh, I think it's a bounce-back type of spot for them against this opponent. Dallas has also done well in Calgary. Uh, they've won each of the last two trips to the Saddle Dome. Uh, close games, both of them, but they won 6-5, to 4-3. to three. Probably have to lean over here. I mean, we've talked about this every time these teams play, Alex. Stars and the Flames. There's goals. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know how this happens every time they play, but it does. This year, two meetings, four, three, seven, four, both go over the total. Five straight meetings have gone over the total uh, as well. So two bets here, Dallas minus 125, short turnaround revenge spot. And this is meaningful because they had that lead and they had a brutal third period in, at home against Calgary when these teams played last Friday. They were going to want to make amends for that. I think they will. Uh, and they're, they're still the better team than Calgary. Uh, in my opinion as well, even though Calgary did get a nice win against Vegas, but Vegas is a beatable team right now, not playing their best hockey. So stars minus 125 and also over six minus 125 in this one. Alex, Dallas, Calgary. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get you backing Dallas here, but like I said, they got to show me something. And this is one where uh, I'm going to be just taking the first period over. I love that spot. And of course, we've been riding that with Calgary uh, as of late. But this is one I would more than likely be jumping in live. If Dallas can show me some fight and some energy early, uh, and maybe, you know, they're not necessarily scoring right away, then I can try and jump in, or I can try and hope, you know, wait for the first period over the cash. Maybe we get both teams scoring. I don't really like that look necessarily, both teams to score first period. I might end up dabbling with that last minute, but that's I like the first period over one and a half a bit more than just both teams scoring in this box. Like I said, if Dallas does get off to a hot run, I can see where they maybe just control the pace throughout this game. They take care of business here. So uh, it's definitely a big step up game for Dallas. And if I had to play a side, it would be on the stars, but I, I, I might jump in live. I'm just going to go with the first period. over. All right. Like in the uh, first period over lean Dallas, but nothing pregame with that. Uh, yeah, as far as player props go in this game, um, and I assume we're going to see Jake Ottinger here uh, in net, though not confirmed uh, as of uh, – no, it's Wedgwood. I beg your pardon, Wedgwood for uh, – da- I still like Dallas a lot in this spot, even with Scott Wedgwood. Scott Wedgwood's not incapable. Uh, keep that – and by the way, Ottinger was in net for that 7-4 uh, 
uh, Calgary win on Friday night. Let's not forget that. So maybe throwing a a Scott Wedge. Scott Wedgwood's four and one as a starter this year. So we need to just, you know, we know he's not Jake Ottinger, but we need to breathe, calm down, and realize (laughs) that he's a capable enough backup NHL goaltender who's actually had a nice year on a team that when they're on their game defensively can really help him out. All right. So they're four and one. Uh, he's four, five appearances this year, four and one record uh, for Jake Ottinger uh, in his starts. And uh, another thing, too, is they've given him a lot of uh, quote unquote run support uh, to steal a baseball term. Um, you know, they scored six for him in his last start uh, against the uh, Rangers, uh, three against Winnipeg, four against Edmonton. Like he's won each of his last three starts. And he look at the wins, too. Look who they beat. Look who Wedgwood beat in his last three starts. Okay, Edmonton struggled this year, but, you know, they're getting back going again a little bit. Winnipeg and the Rangers, the other two. So those are good hockey teams, really good hockey teams that Dallas beat with Scott Wedgwood uh, in that. So it doesn't shake me off Dallas at all uh, in this game. In fact, maybe it's a good thing because Ottinger certainly, (laughs) he's had his tough times with Calgary, you know, in in a few of these recent games uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. So I think Pete DeBoer sees that here and says, you know what, let's give Scott the uh, opportunity here tonight. Uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. As far as props go, uh, I really like what I'm seeing in particular for Dallas from Marchment's line. Marchment, Duchesne, and Sagan. Uh, not to say Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski haven't been good, or Ben Johnston and Donov can't be good. I think their best line lately has been Marchment, Duchesne, and Sagan. So any one of those players are worth a look. And I would say keep keep trying with Igor Sharangovich on the top line for Calgary, and maybe anything is Pospisil, Martin Pospisil, and uh, Connor Zary, who's back in the lineup now for Calgary uh, on their uh, second line. So a couple of uh, prop considerations there for me uh, with those. All right, let's move along. We've got uh, Colorado, Arizona. Colorado minus 190 road favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, Interesting spot here for Colorado. Obviously, uh, they are a team coming off that uh, victory against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in their last game. We'll see if they're able to keep that going here uh, tonight, taking on the uh, Arizona Coyotes, who are, themselves are uh, coming off a very solid win against the um, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, at home the other night. Georgiev confirmed in net for Colorado. Uh, Connor Ingram once again for uh, Arizona. You know this guy, Connor Ingram, now after that win against Tampa Bay, he is now 8-3-1 and this season. Think about that. This is Arizona Coyotes hockey, folks. You know, we don't think of 8-3-1 being a record we equate with Arizona. But Connor Ingram, starting this season for the Coyotes, is 8-3-1, 2.49 goals against average, 9.24 save percentage. You know, so he has been really strong. He has given the Coyotes a chance to win the majority of their recent games. Um, and that's continued. Uh, for this uh, Arizona team. You look at against Colorado, Arizona had a stretch where they beat Colorado three straight games, February 1st, 2022, till the first meeting of last year, December 27th. They won three straight against Colorado. Colorado won the next three, all of them in the month of March last year, but they had to work and grind for it. 3-2 in overtime, 3-1, and 4-3 in a shootout. So, you know, Arizona has really given Colorado fits and really given them a tough game uh, repeatedly. And Colorado's playing good, four straight. Uh, But you look at what they've got here uh, going into uh, this game. 
uh, and they've got um, this game. Then they start a mini California swing after this um, against Anaheim and L.A. over the weekend. Uh, Arizona, they've won two in a row. This feels like it's a close game, competitive game. Um, you know, I, we don't talk about, you know, plus one and a half puck lines very much, but, you know, plus one and a half, it's minus 142, minus 145. I mean, a one goal game totally wouldn't shock me here uh, between these two teams. It was a one goal game in March, 3 1 Colorado, 3 2 Colorado, and then Arizona won a couple of one goal games. Like, there's been just a lot of close games head-to-head avalanche and coyotes. So I'm going to do a small dog draw split here, believe it or not. Small Arizona, small draw split uh, here in this game, avalanche and coyotes. Got to be a little bold sometimes and not exactly as trustworthy in Colorado tonight coming off the Tampa game. You know, as and, and at home they've been feasting. Let's keep in mind on the road it was a close nip-and-tuck game with a struggling wild team uh, in their last road game. Uh, they fell asleep and they collapsed in the third period and they lost to Nashville on the road game before that. So I, I just think in this spot, Arizona is going to make it a tough game on them. So I don't mind taking a small st- shot here with that dog and draw split that has become a customary look for me when I look at a underdog spot. So Arizona plus 160 small and the draw, man, plus 390 at FanDuel for the draw in this game. And again, keep in mind with the, this head-to-head, We've seen four games past regulation in the last eight. So that's half of the last eight meetings have gone beyond regulation. And we have seen a one-goal game between Arizona and Colorado in three of the last five meetings as well. So uh, it's, it's not a bad look, in my opinion here, to go this direction, especially with Ingram's form in that. What do you think here, Alex? Colorado, uh, Arizona. Yeah, that's my only play in the spot. Like I said, the draw and the uh, I- Grabbed it at looking at FanDuel now. So grabbing that 390, definitely uh, the one spot to take. Like I said, with that kind of a history and still getting that kind of a, of a number of price, that's worth taking. And, and like I said, I remember seeing a couple of these these Colorado-Arizona games. Like I said, the Avalanche kind of uh, – and it didn't matter about Mullet Arena or, you know, the old Glendale place. It, yeah, they always kind of seemed to play – just a different kind of style whenever they were in Arizona for whatever reason, not always at their, at their top, top flight potential. So, yeah, give me the draw here. All right, liking the draw here for uh, Alex as well. Uh, Prop-wise, um, you know, I, I do worry about how much they're going to score against this. Uh, he's Like I say, he's Connor Brewer right now, uh, Connor Ingram. He's playing really well. But big Val Nachushkin, we've talked about him. He's on fire. Jonathan Druak continues to be worth a look as well, as long as he stays on the second line. And then for Arizona, Michelli, Kraus, Bukestad, anyone on that line has been very good. And don't sleep on Michael Carconi all of a sudden. Third line for Arizona. This guy has three goals in the last three games for them. So a little bargain bin look there maybe uh, on Michael Carconi for the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight in this game. All right, next up, we've got Washington and Anaheim. Jeez, isn't what a joy it is that we get Washington on the card again. Second straight night. Uh, They are minus 120 uh, road favorites in Anaheim against the struggling, and I mean struggling, Anaheim Ducks. It has been a tough go for Greg Cronin's team after that great surge they had. Uh, the total six here uh, in this game, I, I I actually lean Anaheim here. It's just I wish they weren't on this bad losing streak. They're hard to back right now. But if you think for a minute I'm laying a price on the road, on a back-to-back situation on the road with a Washington team coming off a shocking win against L.A., which they only won because of their goaltender, by the way. It's the only reason they ended up winning that game. Kings got Lindgren 
uh, in that game last night. There's no way I'm taking Washington in this spot. No way whatsoever. Um, Anaheim's been rough. Seven straight losses. But look at the um, situation. They've got a nice little rest advantage here. Back home after the Vancouver game. Uh, Washington now on the back-to-back here. Third road game in four nights as well uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, And by the way, it's been a very close competitive series history between these two teams. Yeah, the draw. Here's another one where the draw might be worth a look here. We've seen three games go past regulation in the last four meetings with the Capitals and the Ducks. Definitely could see something similar here. So I haven't bet it yet. I'm certainly interested right now in Anaheim a little bit at plus 100. And the draw is certainly worth a look. Again, three of the last four meetings have gone past regulation. Anaheim's been wretched, okay, defensively. Absolutely wretched. But Washington's not a team I'm trusting to bet overs with right now. And they've gone under in three straight games, and I don't trust their offense. And you know what's been at the crux of Anaheim's problems? Their penalty kill, which has been dreadful. They have given up six power play goals, Anaheim, in their last five games. Well, now they go against the dead last power play in the NHL, the Washington Capitals. Washington hasn't scored a power play goal since October. Okay, that tells you all you need to know. October is the last time the Washington Capitals scored a power play goal. If there's ever a night Anaheim's going to defend somebody and shut a team down and shut a power play down, it's going to be Washington uh, here tonight. So for me, it's an Anaheim draw lean with both of those. What do you think here, Alex? Washington, Anaheim. Yeah, it would just be a lean for me. Like I said, I wish Anaheim was playing better hockey right now, but there's no way I can take Washington. So this is going to be a pass for me. This big of a card, I've already got plenty of things in play, so I'll, I'll be skipping this one. No doubt. And again, they did score two goals last night, Washington, but again, both at even strength. The power play is still lifeless, uh, this uh, Washington Capitals team. What do they have? A couple power plays last night. Yeah, it went 0 for 2, uh, 0 for 3, 0 for 5. That's unreal. They've gone they, – they basically have – if they don't score on the power play tonight, they will because it's the last day of November. They will have gone a full month, a full calendar month with zero power play goals. That's um, that's unreal. That's unfathomable that that could happen. Uh, and yet, that is um, something that's a a possibility here uh, if they don't get a power play marker tonight uh, in this game. All right, uh, the only prop I would look at there on Anaheim is my guy McTavish. Uh, that's about it right now. Uh, it's obviously a team going through things, but uh, like I say, it sets up nicely for Anaheim. We'll see if they can uh, snap the losing streak and take advantage of, I think, a spot that's in their favor. All right, final game of the night. Could be the game of the night. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. We've got Vancouver, minus 125 uh, home favorites in this game. Six and a half shaded to the under, uh, the total uh, here in this one. The Vegas Golden Knights are officially in their first tailspin uh, of the season. And look, uh, it's not, uh, not every team, I should say, every team is going to go through you know, a slump. Every team is going to go through a valley. There's going to be a bump in the road at some point for every team, no matter how good they are. And right now Vegas is in one, one and five uh, in their last six games. Their offense has completely and utterly dried up. I think that's the biggest issue. Um, And until the other night when Edmonton fell asleep with a four, two lead kind of let him back in it, but still ended up losing five, four in a shootout. But yeah, they have definitely had their issues offensively before that this team, had been shut out in two games and scored just uh, three goals in the other two games. So they are definitely having their issues uh, offensively right now. And keep in mind as well with the uh, Golden Knights, they're a bit of a banged-up team as well uh, with what they're dealing with. Shea Theodore on IR. Alec Martinez is out. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Alex, that Shea Theodore 
since he's been out, the offense has really stumbled because he just drives so much of it from the back end with his puck movement and his skating ability. And you just don't have that right now uh, with this uh, Vegas team. Now for Vancouver, there is some trepidation for me, you know, in these step up in class spots, these prove yourself spots. We think Vancouver's good. We don't think Vancouver's going anywhere. And we think they're a playoff team. Uh, there's no question about that. But lately in some of these spots where they've had a chance to use the, an opponent as a measuring stick uh, situation, you know, they've had some issues. You know, Toronto, measuring stick, lost. Colorado, measuring stick game, lost 5-2. You know, can they step up in one of these games? And Vancouver has been a little bit more hit or miss the last 10 games compared to the red-hot start. You know, Vancouver's only a 500 team right now uh, in their last 10 games. But in this game, they get Vegas at home. Okay, that's the good news for them. They get the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice for this game uh, where they are 8-2. and two. Uh, by the way, on the season, uh, Vancouver, uh, they get that opportunity uh, at home, a Vegas team that, you know, as far as offensive confidence goes, struggling with it right now, no question about it. And I could, Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone, they've been quiet. Marcia So has been tepid uh, by his standards. Eichel's been tepid. Really, the only guy that's been consistently getting things rolling for Vegas is William Carlson. You know, I, he's the only one I wouldn't throw in the underwhelming offensive a performance category right now for Vegas. Carlson, everyone else is underwhelming offensively at the moment compared to what they're capable of. Eichel, Marcheseau, Stevenson, Stone, uh, go on down the list. So I'm going to take my shot here with Vancouver tonight. Minus 125 in this game. Uh, th this game matters to them. It's the Stanley Cup champs and they're building. They want to val validate the start they've had. Um, they haven't played their best hockey the last few games. But I know they're amped up for this. The home record is still very strong. And they get Vegas at their most vulnerable right now when they're not playing their best hockey. And I think Vegas, once they get home, you're gonna and, and they get uh, Martinez and or Theodore back, you're going to see the warm turn for them. Right now, they're a beatable bunch uh, at this point in time. So definitely look a little bit toward Vancouver here. And here's another one where I might take a little shot on the draw because if you look at the games in Vancouver, two one-goal games won by Vegas last year. And then also a Vancouver win 5-4 in overtime. So very, very close one-goal games here uh, between these two teams. So the draw is uh, in play potentially here uh, in this game. And again, FanDuel, make sure you're using FanDuel to bet the draws. Not because we're uh, being paid by FanDuel, but because you get the best prices on the draw. Plus 340 uh, at yeah. FanDuel for the draw in this game. All right, what do you think here, Alex? Vegas, Vancouver. Yeah, we kind of talked about this at the end of yesterday's show when we were off air. And as I said, you know, Canucks at that cheap of a price with how bad Vegas has been playing lately. Like I said, this is this is the worst we've seen Vegas since game one of the playoffs last year. Uh, you remember the game one where we saw them kind of skating at half speed, look like they were in quicksand? They, they're not doing that, but they look as bad as that as in that moment. And so, uh, like I said, every team is going to go through a slump, and uh, until they break out of it, you got to fade them. So I'll take Vancouver. I'll be able to find a dollar twenty. All right. Yeah. Like in Vancouver, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the draw here as well in this game. And then uh, prop wise, I mean, for me, if you're going to look at anyone for Vegas right now, it's William Carlson, wild bill. Um, like I say, he's been the one guy that's been still getting things going offensively for this uh, group. Uh, when everyone else has kind of had a tougher time finding the back of the net, uh, Vancouver, by the way, uh, Ilya Mikheyev, I should point out, he's day-to-day, -day, uh, but it looks like he's going to play, so he's going to be good to go tonight. Uh, there was some concern about the injury he suffered in the 
uh, Anaheim game the other night, but he's good to go. Uh, I still stand by, you know, Miller and Besser. You got to bet these two right now. They're on fire. If you're going to bet any Vancouver props, you got to look at Miller and Besser. Uh, they've been absolutely outstanding. Um, so um, I'm looking that direction. But I'm also going to stand steadfast that Kuzmenko is going to find his way offensively at some point. He got, like I say, healthy scratched, health bombed a few games ago for two games, came back against Anaheim, didn't score, but he had a couple shots. Uh, Kuzmenko maybe a wake-up call that game. So um, definitely, like I said, Kuzmenko, I'm, I'm going to stand by that, that I think he's still worth a look. And uh, he's a good player that got the wake-up call, I think, from Rick Tockett when he got benched for two games there. Uh, definitely looking at that as far as uh, player props tonight in this one. All right, great stuff. That is the Thursday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. 173 live viewers on YouTube watching now. Hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate it very much. And I should point out, I do want to mention something because Joe from Fired Up Network mentioned this to me uh, earlier today that uh, and we uh, provide the shows on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, the bigger days to them. Uh, they are in. Um, they're going to have a, an agreement to launch something. I don't know in the states called True TV Plus or something like that. It's a streaming so service. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to be involved with that. So you might be seeing the Ice Guys shows that we send to them uh, on that uh, at some point, awesome. which would be uh, pretty damn cool. So uh, we're excited about that, and that's going to be rolling out in the uh, new year uh, in January 2024. So excited about that and shout out to the folks uh, at fired up network. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, again, patreon.com slash ice guys, uh, while we wait for the YouTube memberships to uh, get ironed out. And again, that's just $10 a month. Uh, you'll find the content there, the pieces there, the articles, the, the power ratings, goalie charts, the daily card, uh, of course, all that patreon.com slash ice guys. And again, the store, Alex will hit on it. Yes. Sale prices, man, and but not for much longer. Get your Christmas merch for the Ice Guys. Yeah, so our shop, Spread Shop, they aren't doing any more Christmas sales. Everything that'll be listed as the price, that's what you're going to see all of December. But you have four days left to save 15% off and get free standard shipping, which will ensure that your package comes in time for Christmas. So do not miss out on that for the next four days. 15% off and free standard shipping. That's at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There you go, com. Again, uh, all the merch there, and a great time of year to get yourself uh, some Ice Guys merch because, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, and, and definitely um, now's the time. You know, get uh, get yourself something, get a loved one something, uh, yeah. but definitely get involved with the uh, Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We're going to get involved with heading on down to the bargain bin once again, it's time for the bargain bin special of the night. Alex, I know you have one, so we'll start with you on this. What do you like for your bargain bin tonight? Yeah, we're heading down to Music City. I like Nashville in the game, but there's a player that's been really kind of sticking out from the last game, and I've been listening to a couple of interviews, read a couple of articles. Minnesota Wild are really trying to hone in on him, and they, they're looking at him as the future uh, on that blue line. It's Brock Faber. Uh, in the top defensive spot, you can get him to score a goal as high as plus 1100 at BetMGM. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be, you know, focused in more in John Hines' game plan. Uh, you know, Bill Guerin as well has, you know, shown a, a massive confidence in him. This is a guy who could be a future leader, a captain down the line potentially. And I think this he's going to have a, a, at least a solid night. I think he's going to be able to get on the board. So plus 1100, can't can't shy away from that. Brock Faber to score a goal here. That's my bargain special. 
There we go. Liking that a bargain bin special of the night uh, for Alex B. Smith. And that is a true bargain. Brock Faber defenseman uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, again, you can get that at just an outstanding uh, price uh, here tonight. Brock Faber plus 1100 uh, to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, 1100 is at BetMGM points bet. Many places have it out there uh, at that price. So make sure you get involved with that. Uh, my bargain bin special of the night. You know what? It, it, as you know, last night uh, in the um, for the uh, bargain bin special, I picked Andrew Cop for Detroit, but I also had this guy on my radar from Detroit for bargain bin special of the night, and I didn't use him. And sure enough, he scored uh, against the Rangers. Well, I'm going to use him tonight for uh, bargain bin special of the night. Robbie Fabry uh, for the Detroit Red Wings at plus three twenty uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. He is healthy. He is on the second line. And he is absolutely on fire since joining this lineup. Uh, since returning to the team in seven games, he has four goals, including three goals in the last four games for the Detroit Red Wings, including a goal last night uh, in the uh, loss to the New York Rangers. So Robbie Fabry is absolutely getting his timing back, his rhythm back, his confidence back, and his finishing ability back. Three goals in the last four games. Let's take Robbie Fabry, Detroit Red Wings, for at plus 320 for my bargain bin special of the night on this Thursday card. All right, best bets. The struggling best bets at the moment, but yeah. it's a long season. They'll turn around uh, tonight. Hopefully that's the case. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, go right back to that same game with Wild and Predators. We're going first period over one and a half. Uh, get that as high as a dollar forty. Sixteen and three to the first period over the last nineteen for Nashville. Like I said, Minnesota's got this little bit of a of a spark now with the coaching change. Maybe we could see some goals there early from them as well. I think it's going to be a good back and forth battle. So let's go with first period over Preds and Wild. That's my best bet. All right, Minnesota Nashville over one and a half first period. Uh, for Alex B. Smith with the Preds and the Wild. Uh, my best bet for this uh, card, um, and I'm going to go side. Totals aren't working. Um, we're going to go side right now for tonight. And even with Wedgwood and Net, I like it. At minus 125, we're going to roll with the Dallas Stars. I love the situation. They had a, a just a disheartening loss to this Calgary team on home ice. They're still the better of these two teams. Wedgwood has a 4-1 and one record. He's won each of his last three starts against Edmonton, Winnipeg, and the New York Rangers, quality teams. Dallas gets the job done tonight on the road. Dallas Stars, minus 125 uh, for my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you tomorrow and talk to you tomorrow for a Beantown. Friday edition of the Ice Guys, sponsored by Boston Amp Inc. We'll see you Friday for the Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. 